What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. It is Friday, and you know what that means. I am excited to be bringing on a content marketer who I have been following for quite some time on the internet, Camille Trent, who's with Dooley. She has a great mindset when it comes to all things content and content marketing. We're going to get into that conversation. There is a lot to share and a lot to learn. I know I learned a ton. If you like what we're doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Tell a friend you are enjoying the Modern Day Marketer podcast. Remember, name change. It's a new year. We're the Modern Day Marketer podcast now. Hopefully you're enjoying what you're hearing. And if you're new, we appreciate you coming on board. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. I'm excited for this episode. It is around a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and I don't think we've been talking about it enough on the show, quite frankly, at all. And I got a chance to connect with our guest, and we were just trying to chop up, figure out what a good topic might be. And internal marketing slash internal activation came up. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm excited. I'm joined by Camille Trent, who's the head of content at Dooley. Camille, I know you just went through a big move. How are you today? Yeah, doing well. Like like I mentioned, uh, still, still boxes to be opened and uh, pictures to be hung, but we're getting there one project at a time. It, it, it is a, uh, a process, that's for sure. Before maybe we get into the internal marketing activation component of the conversation, maybe a good place to set the stage would just be copy in words. I think I've listened to a couple podcasts you're in. I've read some of your content and you're really good with copy words. I think the writing is still very much a major piece of content marketing. I know there's podcasts like we're doing and in video, but maybe talk a little bit about just like the importance of good copy in marketing. I think that's kind of your background. Um, So maybe just riff on that for a little bit. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll try, I'll try to rein it in a little bit, but at some point, like I, I sort of came up with this framework of thinking about it where it's a lot of content marketers are really good uh, at content writing, right? Like they started out as journalists. They, they started out as writers or English majors or whatever it may be. And so, so they, they understand that and they understand how to, to add value and to, to write a lot, like to write long form. Right. But like not, I'd say not as many people are trained in copywriting specifically. And if you don't know what copywriting is, it's really just persuasive writing, right? It's like the, the art of creating an argument, right? And so that's how I, that's the simplification of how I think about it. The other example that I often give is on a, on a book, I typically think of the, the cover and like the back cover as copywriting, <laughs> like as just like straight up selling you, like it's, it's words that are selling you uh, on the book. They're like, please read this book. Um, and they have like this, uh, this hook to get you interested in there. Like the, what is it? Seven habits of highly effective people, right? There's a perfect example, right? It's like, I want, I want to be a highly successful person. Like I, what are those habits? And so it's the hook that gets you to read the actual content, right? And then the contents of the book, the majority of the contents of the book is, is content, right? And so what I noticed is that there's a, there's a lot of people that I think are, are really good writers um, and that understand like how to communicate or good communicators, right? And so what was sort of lacking is, is the d- distribution side. I think there's very little resources usually allocated to content distribution, but the pro to this though right now is with social media and with algorithms, like 
they do that for you, right? Like they, um, there's free platforms out there that will distribute the content for you. If you understand, if you have a little bit of understanding about those algorithms, um, and if you are a decent copywriter and you put enough time into copywriting, because you can have, you can have copywriting skills and just not put enough time into it and still fail. Right. Like I, I've done that plenty of times, like not, not all of my, my content works. And oftentimes it's because I, I rush it or I'll get too, um, too confident and just not put the time in. Right. And so it's putting like a, the amount of time in on distribution that you are on the content creation side of things. So that's, that's number one. And so when you start thinking about adding the step of packaging your, your content so that it gets read. <laughs> and if you, if you think about it that way of like, Oh, I need to add this step into, into the process or all of the work that I've done for hours and hours is going to be, a waste. Um, if you put that level of like priority on it, then your, your, your efforts will be like that much more effective, right? Like you'll actually accomplish your goals. And so I think it's level setting there is what, what do we have and what do we don't have? And oftentimes I think content marketing teams have good content. They have a content library. They, they have a whole blog full of content and nobody's reading it, right? Or it's, it's, it's not getting distributed. And so, um, so the second part is understanding how things get distributed and what, where you're going to be successful. So there's two, two main avenues that, that I look at then here is SEO, right? So if you want SEO to be your distribution channel, um, then you, you need to know like the basics of the, the Google algorithm, right? And if you want social to be your main uh, distribution channel, then you should probably know like the basics of like the social algorithms out there. So at first it's like, what do I want to do? Like, what am I better suited to do? And in general, I would say with SEO, it's a little bit more technical. It's definitely more long form. So you need, you need a content writer who is good at long form and you need, I think a good, a good editor um, as part of that team. And you, you need like a strategist too, hopefully that, and, or an SEO that like really understands like how you can <laughs> please like the, the Google gods too. So those resources. And then on the other hand, like you have social, which tends to be a little bit more both both are very creative, and but I would say it tends to be a little bit more short form, and it tends to be a little bit more reliant on copywriting. I would say you still like need to optimize uh, your, your headline for for copywriting for social, but or for for search, but it just it's different skill sets, right? And so figuring out how you want to distribute your content and getting the resources in place to have an actual content distribution plan. <laughs> And so that's uh, that's my spiel on uh, on copywriting and like the importance of content distribution. How is that for an opening? Wow, there is a lot to unpack there, and I love it. So, in just my, my, as my mind was trying to process everything you were going through, um, I think two important bullets that like I took out were the 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 book analogy that you made, and and as I think about that in terms of like B two B marketing you know, that is maybe, you know, like our subject line, or that is maybe our, our, our headline of our blog post that we are trying to catch people's attention and we're trying to get people in to con- consume or read what we have to say. So that's like one avenue. And then the other, you talked a lot about just the distribution and how we as marketers for so long have been like, all right, well, let's write blog posts. Let's put in keywords. Let's publish at 7.30 in the morning because we think Google likes that. And we're just going to, once we hit publish, we're going to move on to the next one and then move on to the next one. And then you stress really the importance of just like, all right, well, 
that can't like SEO can be a distribution, uh, a form of distribution, but then there's so many other opportunities there too. So with like the copywriting component that you mentioned and the importance of it and like the distribution component, how much like time, energy, and maybe just like resources do you think, or have you seen to be successful to, to apply towards those areas as opposed to just, you know, sitting there writing um, long form content, putting keywords and in, in hitting publish. Like, what do you think the right mix and balance is? Yeah. So I think in an ideal world, you have, uh, there's different titles for it now, but you have a, con- there's a, here's a few of them for you, like content promoter or like content distributor or audience editor was, was a fun one that's, uh, that I guess like the New York times has, has now. So I, I could get into that, but you have a role like that, um, whose like primary superpower is to chop up, edit, uh, distribute like the, the content, uh, in, in effective ways. And so here, here are some examples. Cause, cause I, I went over some, right. Where it's like, yeah, you can, you can chop up your blog posts for social. That's like one of the more obvious ones you could, you could chop up a, a webinar or a podcast, like for, for social and grabbing like the best quote, you can do quotes from that. And you can have those be, you can have those be images, like some things that are, I think less obvious um, that have, that I've seen like some success in is just being like a community marketer. Right. So when you're um, in the community of LinkedIn or Twitter or Reddit or whatever, and you're in like the sub community of marketing or sales or whatever niche that like you're looking to sell into or to be a part of, if you're, if you're in like those, those channels enough, you'll see opportunities for you to share your own point of view, which hopefully you already have content, like more formal content written about. Right. And so, um, so for us, like we have some, some strong takes on product led sales, right. Like a very like strong point of view. We have like a, a webinar that our CEO spoke about it. And so there's like been a time where that came up in uh, or PLG specifically, like came up, uh, in the feed, right. Um, from, from someone that, uh, is respectable in, in the space. And so like I commented, like the, the first thing that I thought of was like, oh, this is kind of like product-led sales. Like that's our take on it is that like you're, you're most successful when you add a sales layer to the product-led motion. And so dropped in like the, the uh, link like to, to that actual, to that webinar, but also gave context about it, right? I wasn't just like, here's the link, go, go look at this. Like that doesn't work. But if I say, if I summarize it and I say like, Hey, like how, how we've done it is we've, we've done this, like we've added this um, sales leader. So, or a sales layer so that you're able to sell down and up, like you're able to attack it from, from different ways and just, just went into our actual strategy, gave like the one to two sentence, like overview of the, of the 10 minute video. Right. And so then dropped in the video and the results from that or the response to that is that person was like, oh, this is actually a really good video. And other people like jumped in and I got, you know, some likes on it, whatever. So essentially distributed the content through just like a comment on a SME's post, right. On like someone who's respected in like the PLG space. And so thinking about it that way of like leveraging other people's audiences or uh, attention and leveraging like conversations where people are already raising their hands saying, I'm interested in learning and learning more about uh, PLG motions. And if you have your own PLG motion or point of view on that, and you have taken the time to write content about it, 
then like adding that to the conversation. So it's looking for opportunities and conversations where you can jump in with your own uh, point of view and being prepared to do so by already having that content archive based on what you know your audience cares about. We're, we're going to get into internal activation and marketing soon, but this is interesting. And I think this you touched on community marketing, finding the conversations. This is something I think content marketers in general, I, there are so many different ways to distribute your content, but I, I have found just my own personal use case, the best connections and kind of marketing collaboration opportunities and friendships are through these groups. And, but it takes, it takes work, right? It takes taking a step back and saying, okay, here are where the conversations are that I want to have some influence in, in, or here are where my customers are. And I want to make sure if they're talking about something we have a point of view on, I can share my content, like in your example, although like this takes time to like find these areas and it might be areas outside of, you know, LinkedIn, or it might be areas outside of Twitter. How, how do you, you and your team, like, how do you prioritize like nurturing these existing and listening in these existing communities and then going out and identifying new areas or new communities where these conversations are happening? Like how, how big of a piece is that in, in what you all are doing? Yeah. So to give like a number, um, cause, cause people hate that, that it depends uh, answer. I would say that my last two managers or, or bosses that I've worked for have suggested, and I think this is a good like round number of like, you know, an hour, an hour of your day, right. If you can like spend, um, within, within a, within a social community, right. Or like LinkedIn, typically like in, in my case, but like Twitter would be another one if you're trying to grow of like investing around that amount of time. And the reason being is because like it takes, it takes a little bit of time to create some content to, or to chop up the existing content. But then, yeah, you, you also need to be like engaging on other people's content and know what other conversations are happening so that it informs, <laughs> that informs like your content process. Right. So it should just be, it should eventually be like a loop, right. Of like, okay, people are talking here. Here's an example cold FaceTiming like was something that was talked about uh, on LinkedIn and specifically like in the LinkedIn sales community. Right. And so you don't know that unless, unless you're just like logging on every day and you're like literally every day um, there is a poll or there is a perspective, there is a take like on cold FaceTiming this week. And so realizing that early, right. Like realizing, you know, like the first, you know, the first post that blows up or whatever, or the, or that there's follow-up posts happening. And, uh, and being able to follow up on those things. So we did that and followed up just like on our, um, on our, on our company page. And like, that's typically not where you get the most engagement, right. As a company page, but that one got, that one got good engagement. I think the two things were like being, being human about it. Um, and sort of like poke, poking fun uh, at something like being, being willing to have, have a take on it and yeah, using, using a mechanism, like, like a, a meme, like to, to communicate that. Right. And so, and, and having it just be really relevant. Right. It was like, it wouldn't have worked like a week later. Right. Or it wouldn't have worked as well. And um, cause it was that relevancy. And so, so that's a good example of how being in a community or investing some time into it helps you to create better content. I love it. I love the example. And I have not, of course, salespeople are talking about cold face timing. That is not something that I have considered, but you got to try everything. <laughs> Let's talk about the topic, right? Let's talk about internal activation. And we just went through just communities, different distribution channels. I think the one that 
doesn't get talked about enough is like the distribution channel that our teammates can be and how they can help spread our content and help spread our message to the market. Uh, the, the more I have focused and the more I think other marketers focus in on their day-to-day, the better results they get. They get buy-in from their team and then um, they're sharing out. And then it's just good brand building, I think, from 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 a company perspective. I, I'd love to get your point of view on just how do you treat the people you work with as a distribution channel, how do you make sure they're equipped with and have the knowledge in the context for the work that you and your team are producing on a regular basis? Like maybe start there and just share like a little bit about your process. Yeah. So it's it's funny, like two things happened today that uh, are related to this question. So one, just literally right before this call, um, we had a, uh, we do a, a, a company meeting every Wednesday, uh, WTF, uh, Wednesdays. Right. And so it's, uh, you talk about what you typically like what you do, or maybe it's like finance or maybe it's, um, marketing or content market, whatever it is. So it's usually, it's a spotlight, um, on something in the company. So this times was, was about, um, like building a personal brand, right? Like, where do you start? What is it? Um, and so, so it was me and, uh, and Zoe from our company that talked about it this time. And, um, some learnings that that we've kind of found along the way and what works and what doesn't work and why you should do it, what you, sh- what you should definitely not do. And so what I would say to at a company level, what you should definitely not do is is force it, right? And so if you if it isn't a requirement to 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 post or to have a, a digital personal brand, um, that's a that's a red flag, right? Um, going going back to going, going back to even like, uh, uh, community trends, right. Like the, the red flags on, on Twitter and then like LinkedIn, like just a quick, quick call back there. But I mean, that, that would be a red flag post, uh, for me is if, if that's happening and it's not going to work if, if you do that too, cause you're, you'll burn people out. Like there'll be, um, turnover, like you have to want to, to do it or see the value in it. And I think that's like where it starts is like seeing the value in, uh, in being public. Right. And it's not, it's not for everyone. So, so I think just having something like that, like having a, a resource, uh, an event that by the way, is not, is not mandatory. Like these are not things that people have to go to. It's just like, do you want to learn about finance? Do you want to learn about personal brand? It's great. Um, like we're, we're talking about it for an hour. And so having um, those types of internal resources where it's like, I'm going to walk through everything that I've learned, all of our learnings, give you our playbooks and stuff. And if you want to use it, great. Like if you don't want to use it, also great. <laughs> like uh, there's no, there's no like reward system. And so having, having those resources and uh, I think also having an archive is the other step. So for instance, when we do campaigns, it's, um, and we've created, you know, different uh, marketing assets, like if it's um, banners, uh, if it's colorful, like profile picture filters, whatever that, that you can use, uh, if it's like graphs to use in posts, like whatever the messages that you're communicating, like have those assets available somewhere and um, ideally have them like linked out in a document, right. Of like, um, here are all of the square 10, 1080 by 1080 social posts or whatever that are about G2. Um, and they, they link out. Um, and here are the different banners that you have to choose from and like have, have different options. Like for instance, sometimes we'll have fun versions of things and we'll have like serious versions of things of, whatever is your preference, um, you can, you can choose and share those things. So 
we typically do something like that for more of campaign launches, right? Um, to give people the resources if they if they want to participate. And so having just some some sort of training on just the basics of like we covered, you know, the basics like of a personal branding, of algorithms, of content creation, copywriting, right? So and even just like logistical things like timing. And so covering those types of things so people feel like it's not um, this black box, right? Like that's an attainable thing that they can do. Um, share, you know, maybe some some of your learnings, but also your results from it too. Like if you're getting the type of results that other people want and sort of leading by example that way, I mean, that's the most effective way is <laughs> just like if, if, uh, if your CEO is posting, if your CMO is posting, um, if, you know, if your boss is posting like, and you're seeing like the, the engagement that they're getting or the opportunities that they're creating for the company, whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, if, if, uh, if someone else is able to just sort of lead by example that way, then it both gives you ideas of like, okay, this poll, like polls are working well. I'll, I'll try this poll. That seems like an easy thing I can do. Um, so you have, you know, examples of like best practices from that, but then you also have like someone within your company, especially if you're higher up saying it's okay by doing it right. Like posting during, during a work day, like by doing that, you're saying like, it's okay to, <laughs> to spend some of your day doing this. Right. So I think both of those things are important. So giving people the training, giving people the resources, being available when people have questions to, you know, something like that training, you're going to have like follow-up questions and, and you know, listening to those things of like, what are people asking about? Like, are they asking about yeah how, how they could use this to sell? Or are they asking about like, where, where should they start? You know, like what, what's the follow-up thing that you can do after that? So um, for us, it was like people asking about a channel, like, does it make sense for us to have a separate channel and Slack for this, you know? we can support one another. So listening to, to people and what they, they need and want to, um, and following that to help them be successful. So I think it's all of those things that I found helpful. And what, what are the, in that you mentioned camp, I love the idea of the, sh- the showcase and just talking about personal branding as a company-wide topic, volunteer. If you want to come learn more, go come, come listen to us talk. I love that. And you mentioned Slack as maybe a, a way to communicate that out. What do you look at? Just, I don't know if it's a piece of content or from a campaign perspective, when you're looking at employees as just like, what are the success metrics or different things you tie to? Like I'm promoting this to our people and it's working or I'm promoting this to our people and it didn't work so much. Like from like campaign to campaign, do you look at different things and try to make tweaks and um, just like, what is your learning process when it comes to that? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. So uh, this relates less to, yeah, to look, I don't look at other people's um, profiles, like from their analytics level, like we, we don't go that deep in. And again, like, I do think that it can get dangerous in that people own like their, their personal brand. Like that's, that's something that like you take with you and like the company can't and like, shouldn't own, own that. Right. And it's all, it's all bonus. Like if, if they want to do that. Um, but what I have looked at is from like the company page level or like my personal um, level, what things, good indicators, I guess, of um, that something is, is working, right. Or that something's you're on to something um, is I'll look at who, who is, who's commenting? Is it, you know, in, in our ICP, right? Um, so for instance, like if, if it's mostly marketers or people from IT or HR or something that are commenting like on our posts, it's like, 
maybe this is more of like a general post and it's not necessarily attracting like our tar- target audience. Right. And so it's not doing its job in that way. Maybe it's a fine, like just brand post and you'll, you'll get some of that too. Cause it went viral or something, but, but I'll kind of like audit that. And, uh, and when I see that it's, you know, like a lot of sales leaders or it's AEs, it's like, okay, we're onto something like this is, um, attracting or engaging like the right, the right audience. And so I'll look at likes and I'll look at quality of comments too, right. Is, are those people again in your ICP, are they also commenting and what types of comments are they, are they tagging other people from their team? Like that's a good sign. Um, are they asking follow-up questions or like adding their input, like their stories, like those, those are all positive signs. Right. So I look at that and then, you know, there's other things like how many, how many views. Right. But I, but I do weight engagement, I would say like over, over views. So maybe we, we close it out with this because I just think this is an interesting theme that aligns with this topic regarding, like you, we talked a little bit about personal brand. We talked a little bit about how, you know, you can't force people to share your stuff. But I think if you look across the board, at least something I'm noticing, I don't know if you're noticing the same thing, but you know, the individuals at businesses in our space have a greater following or have more influence than the brands that they're working for. So, um, you know, when a individual with a big following has a new piece of content, they're going out and promoting it and getting a ton of engagement because they've been maybe at it for a while at other companies and they've built and developed trust with their, their audience. And then you look and maybe their the brand that they work for has a quarter of the influencer following that the individual has in this scenario. I I feel like it's something I've been noticing more often and, and picking up on in this scenario. How do you think like marketers should be thinking about like that? Should, should they be, trying to grow their, their, their company page or their brand page? Or do you think it's, it's like, let's, let's empower these individuals with these big influential audience audiences in any way we can. I'd love just some maybe commentary on that topic. If you've, you're noticing that uh, maybe not, but just like, I'd love to get some perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes down to what you're trying to accomplish uh, as a company. Right. And so, so yes, like probably it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good strategy to, to grow whatever channel your, your audience is most active in. Right. And so I think first, like you identify, yeah, where, where is our audience, right? Maybe they're not on LinkedIn or they're not active there. Um, And then yeah, once, once you have that channel, so let's say like in this case that it's Twitter, actually, like most of most of them are on Twitter. Just knowing that they're on there is one thing, but then it's also, are they active on there? Like, are they participating in there? Is that channel like an actual community? And if it is like, then it is probably smart to, to build on there. Right. And so, and to grow, um, grow within that community, because then you know that your audience engages on there and like respects that community. Right. And so if you can be like a respectable source, like within, within that community relationships and trust, go a long way for, for deals. Like they, they drive, they drive deals, right. And drive, drive revenue and they drive brand. And so, so doubling down, I think on one channel, especially, especially if you're short on marketers or if you're short on just team members in general is, is a definite recommendation of just choosing one and, and, and building, building that. And then 
as you have some traction there and like as you're getting um, better and systemizing things and, and able to add to your team, like then adding like those second and third channels. And so I'm definitely a fan of doubling down on what's working um, rather than trying to just like have your strategies super scattered because I think it was Harry Dry from Marketing Examples like once broke down like his kind of like distribution strategy and was talking about how a lot of like if you if you break down where he gets uh, subscribers like it was primarily from Twitter which makes sense um, for his his community right but it also makes sense because of the shareability on Twitter right like a retweet means more on Twitter than it would on LinkedIn or than it would on other platforms but also what he talks about is having all of the shares be concentrated in one platform. Like you'd rather have, let's say, let's say you get 10, 10, uh, 10 shares total, right? Would you rather have like two on like five different channels or would you rather have like 10 on one channel? And he would argue that like, you'd rather have 10 on, on one channel, right? Like you'd rather like own one channel or like take over one channel for a day than have like a little blip in, in a few different channels. So I think just thinking about it that way was helpful for me of like, yo, yeah, I'd rather have a takeover one place than, um, you know, like some small, small noise, like in a few different places. I love it. So much ground covered, a lot talked about. I learned uh, a lot. I, I know people out there um, will be thinking about their um, activation, distribution, copywriting a little bit different. And I think that is the goal of these conversations. Before we let you go, it is a marketing podcast. Is there anything that you're working on at Julie or your team is working on that you'd love to plug and send people? Yeah. So a couple of different things. Um, one, uh, if you don't, if you didn't pick up on it by now, I am pretty active on LinkedIn. So you can, you can uh, connect with me there. Like I'd love to hear from you. And so there's that. I also have uh, my own podcast that is called Content Logistics. And I talked through some of these same topics. The first episode is actually about, <laughs> about content distribution. And uh, I have uh, Justin Simon on there and he does a good job of explaining it from his point of view. So, so I'd recommend that. And um, yeah, quick, just plug plug for Dooley, um, like the head of head of content there. And we essentially make make sales easier, um, less, less painful, take away all of the grunt work that people hate. And one thing I thought about during this, uh, this show is like one of our, uh, our tools that we actually are features we just posted about today, um, doesn't so much help with the distribution on the social side, but it helps um, with the marketing um, sales alignment on things like case studies and sales enablement content. And so there's literally like a feature that uh, that pops up that um, on a sales call so that people can, uh, so basically, so a content marketer's work or a sales enablement person's work like doesn't go to waste, <laughs> like that it's there, like when they actually need it on a call. And so I've definitely been thinking about content distribution a lot lately because of that. Like it's, it's something that we solve for um, on the sales side and it's just something I'm passionate about. I love it. Uh, it is a topic that I think behind the scenes when I'm talking with other marketers, it's probably the number one topic. I'm a big fan of Justin and what he's doing. So I'll have to go check out your pod and listen to that episode. Uh, thank you so much for the time. Uh, this was super helpful and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. So much knowledge there. Camille Trent has a lot of good stuff out there. She's done some great collaborations. She's someone I'd love to get back on. I think there's so many different modern marketer topics we can explore together. Go hit a follow across those social channels. I know you'll learn a ton. I'm enjoying what she's putting out. 
everybody take care take care of yourself take care of others around you we'll be back with more modern day marketer next week